2: You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass.
1: What's up? It's Metal Shop's Backstage Pass number eighty-eight. Been a couple weeks, but we're back up in that. It's uh, it's been a, it's been a busy couple weeks. Last week was Slayer, Testament, Carcass, woo, which kicked. Many, many were kicked, dude. That was the best Slayer show I think I've ever seen. They sounded great. Yeah, they were definitely on point. All the bands were. Honestly, I was most blown away by Testament. Those guys are.
0: Super technical, and they just crush it, and they make it look super easy. They don't—they don't look like old
3: guys when they're up there. No, they—they well, co- they th- convince us that they're young. Well, Testament always puts on an awesome show. they they are usually on top of it. My uh, my dad came to that show with me. Yeah, was, uh, what did he what did he say? Did he like the show? He liked Carcass. He thought Carcass was awesome, and uh, t- it's because t- he's into the uh, doctor stuff. Exactly. He <laughs> he thought the imagery was great. He ended up buying a T-shirt, and he's like, "Dude, I'm gonna wear this to surgery." That wow. is awesome. This <laughs> is so cool. What if you got surgery yeah. and you're. F- doctor was wearing a carcass shirt. <laughs> and they're it like, says, oh. I rake of Putrefaction." are yeah, like, oh, I
1: gotta go, dude. <laughs> I
3: don't
1: know if this is a good yeah, idea.
3: He, uh, when Testament came out, he asked me, he turned to me, and he's like, what's, what's that thing their singer's holding? Is that, like, some kind of like weird instrument or something i was like, No, it's part no, of a mic stand. Mic stand. He, he's playing air <laughs> guitar. And he's like, Oh, he's he's like a rock guy. Like like a metal guy. And I'm like, Yeah <laughs> oh, he's a rock yeah, guy. Yeah, there yeah. You go, yeah. He's, he's a just rocker. One, one of those rock guys. He's a rocker. But
1: anyway, shout out to anybody that was at that show. My name's Ian, this is Kevin. Hello. Dears
0: and Ryan the Beard. Hey hey Ryan and, uh, the Beard, uh, it's nice right. to see that you've decided to jump uh down the tree to get out of the tree. Yep. Yeah Man yep. it hashtag uh, beard in tree <laughs> So how are those uh, camel crushers treating you? Uh,
1: they're, they're doing all right. Doing all right, Good. man. I heard you made it like halfway down the tree because some girl was like trying to make out with you. And then you were like, nah, f- that. I'm going back up the tree.
3: You and, know?
0: and then it was like $7,800 that they determined you damaged the tree. <laughs> is work. that
1: what they came up, they came up with?
0: Yeah, $7,800. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. And the guy's homeless. That's f- so f- f-
3: f-
0: f- How's f- he going to do that? Dude, rent is super expensive in Seattle. He's I- just trying to find a f- place he can afford, and it's a tree. Uh, I'm
1: pretty sure they're pissed because that's the tree that they use for Christmas when they light up all the, like, the square right there. Oh, no. And he ripped off, like, the top ten feet of it. (laughs) So I get it. It's gonna be, like, a weird Charlie Brown Seattle Christmas
3: tree. Man and tree, glad you're safe, dude yeah like you didn't fall out or do something fucking dumb you know when that started happening i was in the middle of a meeting and my phone just started blowing up and all my <laughs> friends were texting me pictures of this guy <laughs> and like news articles and <laughs> and i'm just sitting there ignoring my phone and it's going off like ian's phone during an interview with a ghost. band called ghost God damn it. And, uh, <laughs> I hate you. so my phone's just going haywire and finally um right. i i just turned it off like a responsible person right and uh Then after I got done with my... I'm going to slap you. (laughs) My buddy Ryan just goes, he's like, dude, why is your phone blowing up? And I checked all my messages and just like, God. They're like, f***ing damn it. Did Ryan
1: smoke bath salts and climb a tree?
3: Well, I started bitching about it and he just goes, dude, you got to own... You got to embrace this and own up to it (laughs) because you're going to be getting it for the next two to three months whether you like it or not.
1: My favorite one was when he had his legs folded over the branch and was just hanging upside
3: down. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That, That guy
0: was truly, truly just like, you i like that he was just (laughs) yeah a few times it's crazy so i don't even know how to conclude that good good for that guy how was your week ryan i mean obviously you actually aren't the guy in the tree so how was your actual week ryan it was pretty good uh sold a bunch of gear bought a bunch of gear oh you're doing that buying and selling on the craigslist
3: man must hustle yeah the craigslist that you're using or uh no usually just reverb.com it's this really cool music gear posting site it's kind of like eBay, except a lot more friendly for music nerds.
0: Okay, but right now you're missing one of your favorite bands.
3: Yes, I'm missing Conan, and I'm super, super butthurt about it. Not happy, but that's okay.
1: You well, go to
0: so many shows,
1: right? Yeah. Put some salve on it. You'll be a, You'll be just fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll get over it. Dude, last night I got to do play by play for the first time ever for a local wrestling federation. Uh, there, One of their announcers, Murray Grande, was sick. He was real sick, and so I got the call from Cody Von Whistler. down with it. Yeah, and uh, I got to to do that. That was really fun. Uh, I went and saw Between the Buried in Me and August Burns Red this week. I was very surprised to see that August Burns Red was headlining, but then when I saw the amount of kids that were just going f***ing ape shit for him, it didn't surprise me much at the end. I, I don't follow them as closely as I do BT Bam, so I was like, of course BT Bam's bigger. No, August the- Burns Red is huge dude. did the show sell out uh not sold out it was pretty close though um pretty big one The one show that i i hear is gonna sell out though is baby metal oh yeah and i
3: kind of want to go see that i'm Just, surprised it didn't already sell out
0: i want to see that and i want to know like the amount of creepy ass dudes that are going to be there man
3: <sighs> i'm going to be avoiding that show like the plague I don't want anything to do with
0: that.
1: Because you Battle.
3: look like that
2: creepy baby, guy. No, Baby just baby baby bums, baby bums me out, man. You are
1: the creepy guy. guys. So. Nia no, Boo no. Ryan. Ugh. Uh, and also- I don't even know what they're doing, so I'm just completely oblivious. And I kind of prefer to stay that way, honestly.
0: Uh, <clears throat> yes. Next week, I will be in <laughs> Dallas, so I will not be here, but I will be in WrestleMania, <sighs> dude. I'm going to be going to WrestleMania. The last time I was at WrestleMania was WrestleMania 19 when it was here in Seattle. So me and Steve, uh, nice. Migs from BJ and Miggs Morning Show are going to be broadcasting live from Radio Row on Friday for the BJ BJ and Miggs experience. I'm going to be the producer, and it's going to be sweet. We so get to interview a bunch of wrestlers. Whose head are you going to bust a chair over? Um, I don't know. How about
1: this? If you could bust a chair over one of their heads, who the would it Miz, be?
0: Oh, okay. The Miz. Oh, Miz. Good choice. I'm gonna make sweet love to Paige. He's got a punchable face. And Sasha Banks. Oh yeah. Oh, I see what you're in it for. Yes. That's why you want to go see
1: that baby metal show. I'll bust
0: something over someone's head. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be never mind. I'm not gonna get too graphic. Ian, how was your week, hey, man?
1: Good dude. Uh just uh working a lot. I've been uh, the sun came back out. I love getting in my in my yard and getting some some gardening done. And so now the sun's back out, everything's starting to go off. One thing I did notice is that I feel like spring is here a week earlier than it was last year. It was like right about April 2nd, I remember, because I took a bunch of plants outside. Sure. On that exact day, and it's like a complete week earlier, and it's like, all right, climate change is real, man. That's wild. Summer's coming earlier. This morning, I went to go uh, caucus. Yeah, how was Uh, the caucus, man? It was great. Sucked my caucus. Caucus raucous. It was it was fun, man. You it was the it caucus. was it was really simple and it was short. I was in an elementary school in West Seattle. I haven't been in an elementary school in twenty something years. It's, that's it's kinda probably sur- good. It's kind of <laughs> surreal to walk <laughs> right.
3: into uh, to an elementary school or a middle school or you know, How small it is. It's a, so yeah, small. It's, it's like tiny. you're in the land
0: of midgets. It's, it's weird. It's so bizarre. Like, All the signs are like at your. F-ing
1: uh, I, pelvis. Uh, I went to go drink out of the water fountain. It was literally at my kneecaps. <laughs> I had to like bend all the way down in half. That's it's super like, funny. Oh man, little people.
3: But yeah. it was fun. L- last time I was in a middle school, it was when I was in high school, and they had like some kind of, you know, you're gonna be a high schooler thing, and all the high schoolers go to the middle can schoolers. We can we? till I go to
0: high school?
3: Yeah, and it's like a buddy thing. And so I went to go take a, I went to go take a piss, and the urinals were really, really tiny and low to the ground and I was seriously tempted just to do that creepy thing where you just like drop your pants and hold your <laughs> shirt up <laughs> drop your pants all the way down to
2: the floor <laughs> and just hold your shirt just up just let your just butt like a Sarah little kid that'd be sick
1: yeah, that's a good way to not ever be allowed around children,
2: ever.
0: <laughs> Ryan, I get feel like they'd arrested. look at you and go, no, you're not allowed in you <laughs> They'd be like,
3: no. <laughs> you don't get to come this in guy. to school. Um, Ryan, I had a super creepy mustache at the time, too. Oh, no. God, God damn it.
0: God. Ryan, I have yet to see it, but I saw so many negative reviews that when you posted online that the new Batman versus Superman movie is awesome, it actually got me pretty stoked. Why don't you tell
3: us a little bit about the did movie? You, did because you see it this week? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I, I went and saw it. Because there's so I'm, many negative reviews right now. No
3: spoilers, though. So, no, uh, no spoilers. Um, so I was talking to a friend <laughs> of mine about this when the Superman movie came out because I was really looking forward to kind of a knock-em-out superhero film, like the Marvel right. films, you know, lots of action, lots of explosions, things like that. Yeah, because the last Batman series was really good. Yeah, well, was really intense, you know, it was an intense action movie. Right. But um, DC Comics, if you're really into the comic books, are not quite like that. They're a lot more based off of the story. There's a lot more character development going on, and it's a lot of, more about the art, whereas Marvel's a lot more about the explosions and the epic battles. You know, DC has a lot of that too, but it's it's more spaced out, right. and they mean a lot more because you have a lot more invested in the characters. And so we, uh, I was having a discussion with my buddy Landon of uh, Czar about Zack Snyder versus Will Wheaton as directors, and... I really like what Whedon did with the Marvel films, and he's not too into it. And he was super into the Superman movie, which I wasn't too down for. But with this new film, um, I've kind of come around to Snyder as a director. Uh, I, I like what they did with Batman, and I like huh. what they did with Superman. And okay. I think that it was a lot more focused on um, on the characters themselves. I like that there was a lot more into the plot, and it really made the, the big fight that ends up happening a lot you know, have a lot more impact, you know, you're right. a lot more into it. And I'm, I'm really stoked to see what he does with Justice League. Um, I've Is been it... a really big comic book fan for a really long time, so I'm super excited to see all these characters coming to life on the big screen in the way that they are, because I feel like it's it's actually really a lot closer to the comic books than even the last Batman series was. Right. I never really read comic books, so I'm just, like, a fan of the story and the movies. Right. That doesn't make me like a hardcore fan or anything, but. Well, there's somebody, uh, the, I read this article online about how it's kind of hard to make the movies come out of the comic books because the comic books were originally made for little kids and you don't have to explain stuff like the bat cave why does this guy need a big bat cave and it's like well if you're a little kid duh because it's cool because it's, it's badass because it's there yeah it's awesome i'm batman bitch yeah exactly but when you're an adult you know you want a little bit more of a right. justification of you why know what, should like, you have this stuff
1: as soon as it was announced that ben affleck was batman i was like this i thought he did a good job i kind of like Affleck. Yeah, I don't mind him. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I always just see him as that douchebag from fkin.
3: Well, he Marats. chasing Amy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like the way that I the really... guy from Big and Tall Gentlemen's Club or whatever the <laughs> he was yeah. doing. I like the way that they portrayed Batman because in the comic books, Batman over the over the years has gotten a little more slim, a little taller, and, and less of kind of like a boxer's style body type. Does Whereas he... originally he started out as kind of a kind of a shorter, really muscly dude, like. Really, kind of an MMA style guy, and they're kind of getting more back to that, which I'm pretty stoked about because it uh really helps hammer home the image of you know Batman being a normal guy standing, you know, next to all the other superheroes who are a lot taller than him, yeah, a lot but bigger it's than still him. Ben Affleck, it's it, not bad. See the film, I and mean, the, and I don't. How's his Batman voice? Is it better than I'm uh, Christian he, Bale? Chris, Chris, They ben they, ben. they did. A really great job with that because instead of having him do try to do like the the cheesy type thing, they they just have him have like a little voice modulator deal. So it's just like built into the suit. Yeah,
1: interesting. Yeah, because he has like an entire suit now, right? Yeah, like a metal suit or something, suit. Well, he
3: he does that in the uh, in the comic books too.
1: Well, there you go. Well, good for you, Batman versus Superman. I need to go see it. I still haven't uh, seen Deadpool. Ten Cloverfield
0: Lane is bomb. That yeah. movie, <laughs> rules, dude. John Goodman is the. I'm still on the Big Short, and uh, you're not going to get this. I haven't checked the Big Short. You're not going to get awesome. this till uh, you see the movie. But John Goodman, totally you in 20 years in that movie, <laughs> dude. I get the premise, and
1: <laughs> you, I know exactly what you're talking about. Here's the thing: you're going to build a bunker. If that's me in 20 years, you'll be lucky if I save your ass out of the apocalypse. <laughs> that's what somebody said somebody I'm not even gonna get it I'm not even gonna I'll be the one that saves your ass who's sucking then
0: yeah that's what I thought speaking of Ian and the amount of weaponry he has Tim the other day was like dude when I go to meet up with uh, Ian if I ever want to go over to Ian's house I make sure to knock very very slowly on his back of his house text him and then try and like just uh steer clear from any uh any view of him thinking that I'm a <laughs> gonna break into his house because I know that he probably has a gun right next to his hand.
3: Yeah, it's true. My, my, Just don't break into my f***ing house. How simple is that? My mm. old weed dealer, uh, from way back when when I first started smoking, uh, used to always give me a hell hell because I had a cop knock and it oh, wasn't really it wasn't I used in, to hate it wasn't that. intentional. But I'd I would always do the like three swift oh, the
1: three knocks. Yeah, and that is kind of a cop knock. And
3: though. he sat me down and he's like, dude, you gotta quit. Knock Yo, it you on you my gotta door change like it that. up. You can't do that. You got any kind of like, other with pattern? It.
0: Just say I'm not a cop, <laughs> or just
3: we lived in 2016.
1: Call me. Yeah. Hey, I'm at your house. Hey, I'm not the one breaking your door or window down, <laughs> so I need to chase you out with a shotgun. Let's not play that game. Just let me know you're here. Yeah. It's easy. Not a cop. <laughs> Can I have some heroin? No. <laughs> Hey, right. do you have drugs? Preferably yeah. of the illegal kind?
3: <laughs> no.
1: Alright. Enough of our shenanigans. Let's talk about some goings-on in the metal world. As this is Metal Shops Backstage Path. Uh, a bunch of tour announcements this week. Is uh, It's that time of the year. The weather's starting to turn around, and everybody's like, we're coming for summertime.
0: Yeah, dude. Voivod gonna be doing a tour here in May and June... Uh, they're going to be doing August, September in Europe, but they're going to be playing here in Seattle at uh, El Corazon on June 11th. With the Aussies. With the... Au- Wait, who are they going to be playing with? King Parrot? King Perry. Yeah, Child yeah. And Childbite. Childbite. Child I've never heard Childbite. That's bite, a hell of a band name. But King Pir- Parrot is f***ing rad. And Voivod is a classic <laughs> band. I hope they play a lot of older stuff, man. King- Voivod's kick-ass.
1: Uh, do you remember... A year or two ago, when they act, somebody accidentally released the Mayhem Festival lineup, mm-hmm. I think Totes, it was the year bruh. before last. Mm-hmm. The same thing happened this year with the Warp Tour. Uh, obviously, the Warp Tour is not really like a very metal shop oriented organization. What are you talking
3: about Good Charlotte's <laughs> and <laughs> heavy? As it's shit? a cool lineup this year, man. I thought I saw a lot of really neat bands on there. It, it actually kind of made summer
0: at the Warp Tour kind of made me want to go to Warp Tour.
3: Kind of want to go too. Yeah,
1: I've I've, I've never I've, been to Warp Tour. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to the Warp Tour. Since it was at the gorge in like 2006, it's yeah. been 10 years, man.
0: That's weird. Anyway. Ryan would look so out of place at Warped Tour. War.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Wear the most black metal t shirt I have, just look super pissed off and bummed out the whole day. There are
1: an, a, couple, a couple of arguable metal bands playing. It's gonna be Friday, August 12th, the White River Amphitheater, uh, Whitechapel. Every time I die, I tray you. Bullet For My Valentine and okay. Motionless in White
0: and a bunch of other bands like Real Big Fish and Less Than Jake and... Good Charlotte. Yellow Car, I, bro. You know, I would f- with every time I die, and I would definitely f- with the Treyu. It's so hard to see when you eyes are rolling. I gotta say, when they played
1: 2011, <laughs> Mayhem Fest, it was pretty good.
0: That was a good joint we smoked during it, too. Yeah. They and they a shared good the interview with, with Lamb of God we missed and while smoking that Man. joint.
1: <laughs> and then 4 years later we would finally get it made up. 4 that was a hell of a long 4 years. So yeah, uh go see the Warp Tour Friday August 12th at the White River Amphitheater because Mayhem Fest ain't coming
0: back. Mother we got some new hate breed up in this bitch. Hate breed the concrete confessional is now available for pre-order. You can go to Nuclear Blast website. The concrete uh, confessional tour trailer is available now. We're going to check it out right now. This is uh, like a couple new songs and a couple old songs here.
1: We definitely know that song. This is the rest of the tour trailer. It's oh, like okay. uh, all the tour dates are like streaming by. So,
0: so this picture uh, is a little bit outdated because it has Sean Martin in there. And he actually doesn't play with Hatebreed anymore. But crazy thing, I was listening to a podcast with him recently. He's now the official guitarist <laughs> for Twitching Tongues. Oh, so wow. Sean Martin from fucking 100 Demons and Hatebreed is now the main dude from Twitching Tongues. Wow. Very cool. And Colin and, fucking, yeah, Colin and his brother literally just called him up. They were looking at... Uh, they were like, hey, you want to play? Yeah, and, and he was like, sure. sure. I'm not doing much. I'm just doing construction. Or... Let's do it. I'm yeah. just making money. Uh,
1: another tour announcement, Dark Tranquility coming back with uh, Swallow the Sun and what was the other band? Oh, Enforcer. Uh, Seattle, it's going to be November 26th. It's right around Thanksgiving time. Let's see which day of the week that is. It's a Saturday, fellas. So looks like we're missing out again. Bummer. Anyway, that'll be a good show. I like dark, tra-
3: dark, dark tranquility. So if you're wondering why Carcass was a little low energy at the uh, Slayer show, it's because Jeff Walker broke his foot right before the show. Oh. Still went on, played the show, not even sitting in a wheelchair, which is awesome. Mad respect to him for that. So it looks like... Uh, According to the statement they released, he broke the proximal fifth metatarsal bone in his left foot prior to the band's March 16th concert in Seattle.
1: Dude, it's bad. That's bad. And the Post
3: said, sorry for Walker's lackluster performance in Seattle last night. Here's the reason why. Talk about break a leg. Just a poor man's Dave Grohl. (laughs)
2: Ouch.
0: That's funny. That's, That's crazy. That sucks. Well, at least he's resilient and he's uh, positive enough to make jokes about it. So I wonder what they because
1: they had the day off before that in Seattle. They were I saw pictures of them <laughs> on Instagram just walking around. I wonder what he did.
3: <laughs> this uh, this discharge the discharge instructions from his medical releases are hilarious. They posted a picture of it. Uh, it says it was a pleasure to meet you today. I'm sorry, to- sorry you got your period. You broke the proximal fifth metatarsal and a piece of the keyboard bone. Q bone, so they're like, "Yay, hey, it was cool hanging out at the hospital." Cool,
0: thanks, man.
1: You broke you yourself. Broke
0: your <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Have a good week. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, uh, Exodus is going to be working on new material as soon as they get done with their tour. Uh, sorry. As, uh, they're going to be beginning new music. <laughs> Exodus is going to be working on Today, a new junior. record in April after Gary Holt finishes his Slayer tour. Gary Holt and Tom Hunting are going to sit down, and they're going to write some riffs and start jamming in April. Uh, they said they're not in any hurry or any time constraints to come out with a new record, but they really want to. And uh, they have some free time in April, so Gary's got cool. commitments to Slayer 2, obviously. Uh but he's a big part of the thing. He's the main part of the Exodus thing, so.
1: Yeah, and Slayer just put out a new record, so it's not like they need to write new music right away. Exactly. So, uh, let's see. In this week's No, no shit, Sherlock News, uh, Todd, the singer of Queensryche, uh, just issued... Todd issued a statement saying, uh, Bands can no longer afford to take a year off from touring. No Todd. I mean, how else do you make money these days as a band? You have to uh, make money from your shows. And sell some t-shirts. He says, the glory days where you could uh, take an entire year off and write and record, and you could earn a good substantial living off publishing, those days are gone. They're gone. And so you can earn decent money, but not like that. You're not selling millions of albums, because nobody's selling millions of albums. Like, who was the one person that went platinum last year? Taylor Swift. And she snuck in at the end of the year. The only recording artist in America that went platinum last year. Nobody's selling millions of records anymore. That just gone forever. Uh, stores like Best Buy now have
0: uh, one CD rack. Yeah, and they're all so, condensed down into one. If people buy thing. online, if people buy albums, for the most part, they just buy singles online or buy albums online at this point. Or they go through Amazon or they buy through iTunes or they just stream on Spotify. Um, yeah, albums are kind of like business cards at this point.
2: Mm-hmm
3: very expensive multi-thousand dollar business cards
0: buy my mixtape player drummer
1: Paul Bostaff just uploaded a video of a sound check jam that they just did uh, this last week in San Francisco Uh, it was Tom Mariah Gary Holt and Alex Skolnick from Testament Are you serious? (laughs) Freebird, huh? Well, that would be fun to watch. Yeah. So Slayer's already sold 50,000 copies of *Repentless*. Nice, since September. So that's
0: cool to see. You know what else is gonna be cool to see? The new Rob Zombie movie *31*. It's got an official <laughs> release date, and uh, he was he was shopping around to distributors and stuff, and he now has get this Saban. Saban Films, which I looked familiar, and I was like, Saban Films, so I Googled it. Saban looks familiar because it is the fucking company that made Power Rangers. Nice! So, Hooray. Power Rangers, Digimon, all those movies. They also put out the Casper movies. They're putting out a new, unrated, and totally fucked up Rob Zombie movie starring uh, Jeff Daniels, Meg Foster, uh, Malcolm McDowell, and, of course, the ever-so-beautiful Sherry Moon Zombie. Did you zombie. see, like, they... Uh, the first rating, they got slapped with an NC-17. Yeah.
1: Like, it was bad, apparently. <laughs> and uh, I think that he compromised and made a rated R version, but I don't know if it's going to make it to the theaters or what's going to happen.
3: Rob Zobby, man. Habitual line stepper. Yeah, so disturbed frontman uh, Dave Dryman Dreamin? Nama. David Dreamin. Nama-nama-na. David Yamanama. Nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama-nama- <laughs> And he, he, uh, let's see. I I, I want to find the quote here. Let's just
1: listen to it. Here it is. Hey, bro. It's very clear what he's saying. Hurry it along now, bro. Here it goes, here it goes.
2: Especially this one. Yeah, you, Brunette. Yeah, hi, how are you? So what is so important going on in the world that you need to be texting the entire f-ing show? A whole show! First off,
1: that's the exact same thing I would
0: have said I'm to her.
2: Am I wrong? If you were up here and I did that to you, how would you
0: feel? She already paid for the show.
2: Seriously, it's f- rude.
0: Maybe she doesn't like the nice. band. If
2: you don't want to watch, don't watch, but don't stand there in front of the f- stage in the front. Everybody can see you texting the whole f-ing time on your phone.
0: Why? This is awkward.
2: I'll tell you what, can I at least have your word that I will have your attention for the rest of whatever's left of this set? All right. See, now she's all pissed off. She thinks that I did something wrong to her. You did. I love it. Welcome to the age of the internet, ladies and f-ing gentlemen.
0: Yeah, welcome, high and mighty, dude. Because <laughs> that was all <clears throat> filmed.
3: And- Next
0: time Disturb comes to town, I'm gonna be texting the entire time. <laughs> so the thing is, is like, and that's the argument
1: that you made in the middle of that is, and this is what I said online: like, if you paid to get in the show, and even if you didn't pay, somebody paid for you to get into that show, mm-hmm. and if you made it up to the front, that means you're with somebody who is a big fan, or you are a big fan. So, what's the fucking problem? There's, hold on, that show was like sold out. So mm-hmm. there was like a thousand people there. I almost feel like he has the same syndrome I have, where I look out in the crowd and the one person I see is like the douchiest f***ing person in the crowd, you mm-hmm. know? And so maybe it pissed him off, but dude, keep your mouth shut. Take your money. Play the show. Yeah. You guys were kicking ass. The whole crowd is losing their minds. Why do you have to focus on the one person super that negative may, might not have been feeling it at that it you know? puts a, a lot of negative time. vibes in the room. Maybe she's just, just not so a fan awkward. of repetitive
3: vocal phrasing. Maybe. Well, <laughs> she's at the show.
0: She's front stage at the show. And so. maybe she just doesn't like your band. It's not a f-ing big deal. You ever had people just not like your band? They come to your show because their boyfriend likes your band. Or they're f***ing there. Uh, maybe she is texting because she's a uh reviewing your f- Show, yeah, maybe she's, she's works taking notes. for. Maybe she's filming your set. Maybe, yeah. you know, who not? Like, maybe she I, works for a weekly and she's writing a review of your f***ing f- show.
1: so awkward. So awkward. So let's just chalk that up as uh, into the column of things not to do as a front man. Uh, Corny. Of a really popular band who
0: has it really well, so f***ing enjoy it while you have it. Side. Let me tribute going on at final of Swedish Racing Series. Get this. So, Saxon is going to be uh, joining. Sorry, Motorhead members will be joining Saxon for uh, Lemmy tribute at the Swedish Racing Series. Uh, it's going to be going down September 24th in Lejeune Bied for the Lemmy 500.
1: What was that? Pardon you.
0: Lejeune Bied. It's the v- V8 Thunder Cars final, dubbed the Lemmy 500 Awesome. Le Jeune Bied. Yes. Le Jeune Bied? It's going to be fe- featuring uh, guest appearances by Motorhead members Mickey D, drums, and Phil Campbell on guitar. Nice. That's what I'm going to start calling Ryan's beard. Le Jeune Bied. Le Jeune Bied. <laughs> Le Jeune Bied. Le Jeune Bied
1: looks like it's getting a sprinkle of salt and pepper. Le Jeune Bied. Does anybody care about this new Separatura trailer documentary? No. Because it's like they're doing a tra- like a documentary on w- like what version of Sepultura?
0: Ian Idgaf.
1: That's not nice. <laughs> we don't speak in emoticons and um, internet abbreviations around here. Hey man, it's
0: the age of the internet. As Dave Clearly. Draymond said. Amana Marth has a new record. Welcome to the age of the internet, bros. Um... Metal
1: Blade, of course, is the label. The new record is called Joms Viking. Just came out this week. Uh, the record is a concept album. I'm not sure what the concept is. Does anybody else know? I feel like we could probably all make a very educated guess.
0: Storming the sea on a sea of blood. We're on a boat With fighting dragons. Viking Norwegian shit.
1: Into a flaming battle of orcs while swedish strippers suck you off (laughs) (laughs) this band is like the cartoon heavy metal come to life like death clock but real So yeah, the image is a dragon attacking a Viking boat. On a Sea of Blood is the song. Jom's Viking is the album.
2: I see.
0: All right, so Dave Grohl has a letter in support of a British teen metal act. Uh, So... Here, let, let, let me take this one. I, I want to talk am a little about confused this. here. Yeah, so, yeah, why don't you take it away, It's like
1: though? a celebrity writing a a like a sick note for right. being absent from school All right, or something.
3: So the band lives in this city called uh, Cornwall over in England, and they have been prohibited to practice um, in their parents' garage, and the city council said that they need to take their sound levels down to 30 or 40 decibels, which is about the equivalent of the hum of a refrigerator. So essentially not going to happen. The band hasn't gotten to practice for three months as a result. And No rocking for you. Dave wrote a letter on their behalf to the city council saying, Like many musicians, I started in a garage in my neighborhood. And together with with friends, my adolescent years were made better by playing music with others. So um, this is kind of part of the reality of being a musician, especially a young musician, because you have to find a place to play. And when you're a middle school kid or a high school kid, that's really hard to do because you don't have any effing money to go get a practice space or something. You're stuck with basements and garages of and the like. Right. And it's it's really difficult. And we those,
1: I started there. I'm sure you yeah, did too. Man. I'm sure Kevin probably played his guitar too loud in his f-ing bedroom
3: sometime and got in trouble for it. Yeah, man. A couple times. We've we've all been there. And you know, it's the the sad reality of it is, in order to get proficient enough at your instrument to do anything with it you have to be playing you have to do at that, that yeah. young of an age you have exactly. to start in middle school and high school and you have to play your ass off I'm daily. just like I'm curious how he
1: even heard about this mm-hmm. like somebody just sent him and sent it to him and he was like all right let's tackle it it's cool like he tweeted out uh, uh, to learn more about how to soundproof your practice space uh, they put together some info foo slash soundproofing which is cool yeah i'm sure that will help a lot just try not to piss off the neighbors. It's the only thing that's gonna get you in trouble. I've had the cops called on, on me before, several times. Not fun. Uh oh. I mean, like, thankfully they were cool about it because they like got it, and I just, and you know, I stopped. I did I wasn't like F- you, caps. Well, first I'm gonna play what I want. I, this is a Twisted Sister music video. I want to rock. For, for,
3: rock. First thing I did when I moved to Se- when I first moved to Seattle and we, when we got our first rental house after we got all our stuff moved in. <laughs> Is I soundproofed the basement as best as I could for a temp- for a rental situation, and then I went to all the neighbors' houses, brought them all cookies, <laughs> and gave my cell phone number, and said, "Hey, I'm in a metal band. I'm a really nice guy. If I'm ever too loud, just give me a call. If I don't pick up, shoot me a text. I'm more than happy to turn down. We want to work with you." I'm trying to get some cookies. They were nice about it. man. Should have gave totally them cool. weed cookies and then just played some Sabbath. They'd be like,
1: "What, man? <laughs> awesome
0: Sweet. riffage." Uh, Poisons Brett Michael (laughs) sells his spare house, (laughs) quote unquote, for three point four million dollars. Son of a bitch! What an asshat! Uh, Yeah, Uh, I'm just gonna, you know, I have this like spare house. He bought the one third acre property two years ago for three point oh five million, and now he's made a little bit of a profit, a point four million dollar profit, and uh, yeah, so good time to be selling property. (sighs) Good times. Thanks. Three million four hundred thirty-two thousand dollars and five five hundred. What the? Uh, f- $4,432,500. Th- 400, I just want to toss that in there It's just Kevin kind of versus a, numbers. a reality check for the day. And he still can't oh, afford f- hair plugs. <laughs>
3: oh.
2: Oh, oh, oh.
3: The burn, burn hurts. Burn.
0: Feel
1: the burn. Uh, one really kind of humble quote that I really liked seeing this week is uh, in an interview uh, Slayer's Paul Bostaff said, It's not easy to try and emulate what Dave Lombardo does. He was uh, down in San Francisco talking to a radio station down there. Uh, he said uh, I think it's just making the unit whole more than anything. Of course. Oh wait, no, this is that's what Carrie King was saying. Let me find the quote from but, Oh, okay. We're all a little more mature, a little bit wiser. Some of us go to bed earlier than we used to. We don't burn the candle at both ends and guys have families 20 years ago maybe they didn't and now they've got children growing up, graduating from high school. We're not little kids anymore, guys. And they're right. They're getting old. But it's awesome to see, and they still f***ing have it.
0: Tom Mariah's voice was so good. Their beards are so burly now. Tom Uriah looks like a beast, man. He looks like the troll under their bridge. He looks like Ryan. No, he's scarier than Ryan, man. He's got me beat, man. Uh, Dave Mustaine, the old <laughs> Dave Mustaine-Metallica connection. It keeps going.
3: God damn it. Speaking of which, headline of this one is Dave Mustaine on... <laughs> that was clever. Dave Mustaine on which member of Metallica he's closest with. Spoiler alert, none of them.
0: Shocking. Uh, so, yeah. Kennedy, Why would you ask him that?
3: Kennedy, who was a former
0: MTV VJ... I remember Kennedy. She now does a Fox business program. Yeah, that's um, And she I've was, seen her. She was talking about Bernie Sanders, asked him about them. Um, And Mustaine said, I don't really follow Bernie Sanders that much, but I do think you're right about that. He is trying to portray things that are going to be utopian if you you go over to this direction. But I think that's right now, it's so hard to look at all the different candidates and try and figure out what are they really about. I mean, if you peel away the veneer, who are they? It was funny when Rubio had that meltdown and he started to get into the name-calling stuff and you see who he really is capable of being or not. Is he really the other guy that was stayed all the time? So I don't know. Uh, And about Metallica, he said, On which member of Metallica he is closest with? None of them. Close. (laughs) Close. If you mean close, close. But, you know, it's weird. You have a friendship and then it's broken up and you try and tell yourself, justify why it happened. And a lot of times you want to make the other person look like the bad guy because you don't want to really show that you still have this emotion about it you didn't care about somebody they have no capability of hurting your feelings so i think a lot of the whole feud was buried decades ago literally and it's just people keep asking because they don't know and i used to get bent out of shape because when people would ask the same question i think the funniest thing is when people try and talk me talk to me and they'll say something like so what's it like in mit uh, megadeth uh, whoops uh, slip of the tongue at least he's being real about it you know
1: yeah he seems like he's come down off of it uh, let's keep going with Metallica news. Uh, Master Puppets is the first album, uh, metal album ever and uh, selected for induction into the National Recording Registry, which I believe is at the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. So 1986, marching, uh, marking the 30th anniversary, obviously just last week or a couple weeks ago. Uh, they, uh, every year, apparently, they, uh, the library selects 25 recordings that are culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant and are at least 10 years old. So it's interesting. I mean, like, okay. It's not like they're saying this is the first metal record ever. Yeah. They're saying
3: this is the first one we're putting in
1: to the Library of Congress.
3: Well, I I understand that. My qualm is there's so many records that fit that criteria that are so relevant to the development of the genre, the development of of music on a global scale. That should be in the in that registry, and I mean, it's... they're opening
1: the door to it, though, which is
3: kind of what Metallica
1: did. For you know, m- honestly, just be honest. For millions yeah. of people, well, I mean, Metallica
3: it's... introduced metal to people that would have no. Never... Th- this isn't me being on Metallica again. This for isn't once, me like having a problem <laughs> with Metallica. This is me having a problem with metal not being recognized as a legitimate genre of music by higher authorities. Which is funny because these
1: days, metal well, it isn't. Metal is one of the genres that still make generates like tons of cat like. Cat. Exactly. They sell actual records still, and they make lots
0: of money on the tours. Despite what Mayhem Fest would tell you, it's just loud, loud noise. God, it's too loud. loud, guys. Distorted weirdness with freaks, and their gothic lifestyles. Uh, Megadeth just tweeted a photo this
1: week of uh, them jamming with students at Berkeley College of Music, Very which is kind of cool. cool. Uh, Mustaine said, he said, I'm self-taught. I don't know a lot of theory. I picked up the guitar and learned how to play it. A lot of guys talk about loving the guitar and loving to play it. I always thought you should punch it in the stomach. So I wonder what it was like as like a trained musician jamming with Mr. Dave Mustaine. Um, Uh, Can we... Probably frustrating. I gotta just say how weird it is when Dave doesn't have his hair out. Yeah. He has the, the skull beanie on. His hair is like all tucked
3: up. I wouldn't recognize him without the hair. What does he look like?
0: The shredding tomato. (laughs) Dude, uh, Richie Faulkner is talking about how Judas Priest is going to be going over ideas for the next Judas Priest record. Uh, Another Judas Priest record. Did I? Did... Did I hear wrong? Didn't they say the last <laughs> record was going to be the last record? They said the last tour was oh, going to be okay. the last so tour. they're going to continue to release albums, but they're not going to tour, quote-unquote. As a stipulation, they did say they're probably going to still do some musical stuff. But they're not going to tour. Yeah. Supposedly. I'm sure that's going to happen. They're going to f***ing tour. Of course they are. Of course they're going to tour. Didn't we
1: just do a news article about how it's impossible to go a year without touring?
3: Well, it's... Alright... If you've been a <laughs> musician for that long in a band like that, you can't turn it off. They're going to spend not six like,
1: months away, and then they're going to
3: go. It's not like you just <sighs> stop writing music and just stop playing your instrument out of the blue. That's that's not going to happen. They, they're they still writing music, and they're still wanting to record that music because <clears throat> that's what they do. It's just wired into it. It comes out of their heads, yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. like They've been a
1: band for a very long time. They are mm-hmm. like the OG godfathers of, of heavy metal. And so, they still bring it live. And so that leads me into a very interesting interview that Steve Harris from Iron Maiden just did. They obviously just put out a new record, are doing a whole other world tour this year, literally being flown around on their airplane by Steve uh, Bruce Dickinson. And so this week, Steve Harris on uh, a radio show said, I tend not to look too much back. I tend to look forward. Forward. Oh, see, I just joined puberty, too. So, I suppose, I know, I've, uh, I've had probably most of my life, and there's less going forwards than there is going back, but I prefer to look in the future. And, uh, I mean, yeah, we've had a fantastic career, so if it ended tomorrow, it's been amazing, and I can live with that. But, obviously, we'd like to carry on longer, so hopefully we can carry on a bit more. Uh, it's one of those things, like, they've probably gotten to do so much awesome. Right. Shit. Played so many great shows. At what point do you just go all right?
3: Is or do it? you not? because <laughs> Lemmy didn't. I think they're gonna I think he played a show four days before you actually, you know what? let's let's tackle this. I think most of the great bands are gonna go literally until they are at that threshold. I think members are gonna drop days after playing a show. I think that's how it's gonna go because, like I said earlier, they I don't think they're gonna be able to walk away from it. I don't think they can turn it off. Or at least they'll be playing music into that
0: point. If yeah. if the band broke up, they'll be continuing on. Right. Um, interesting. Well, Iron Maiden is continuing on and they're playing, which they got in a wreck, uh which got in a wreck as we reported on KISW's Metal Shop. Listen every Saturday from ten till two AM <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Saturday, March twelfth. They were in an accident in Chile, and they are going to be rejoined by the Book of Souls. A uh, custom airplane that Bruce Dickinson flies around the world uh, in Brazil. Sweet. Yeah. So
1: they're back on. They're back on the flying piece. Absolutely. Uh, Motley Zoo from Seattle just got a shout out recently. They got a lot of love. That was uh, very cool. Uh, Motley Zoo, if you don't know, is a is a animal rescue organization here in the Northwest, mainly Seattle. I think they have a place up north in like Lynnwood or Everett up there too. And oh yeah, Redmond, there it is. And uh, they go to shows, and they bring, like, kittens and puppies. It's like, how are you going to watch, like, the dudes in the most brutal metal bands just, like, getting licked by puppies and getting cuddled by kittens? And not smile. It's the best and most brutally, terribly awesome thing ever. (laughs) So check out Motley Zoo for real. Like, if you're interested in in adopting an animal, dog, cat, whatever it may be, and uh, go to them. Give them some money, because they do some really cool stuff, and they're... All like metalheads and rockers too, so check
3: it out. This is kind of a sad story that really bumps me out. So the former In Flames guitarist, uh oh. Jesper Stromblad. I'm so bummed about this. Uh recently quit the resistance. Um if you if you're if you listen to the show, you listen to the podcast, you know that Ian and myself are both huge In Flames fans from yes. up to a certain era. <laughs> and we're both really excited about the Resistance because they they get it. That band's on it. It's it's, it's awesome. It's kind of a super
1: group too.
3: Yeah, they, it's 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 all the guys that we really liked from that that era and that region of music, really doing it right. And um, you know, Jesper's really been struggling with depression, and we've been kind of following this story as he's been in and out of rehab and and really having a hard time, you know, getting his head into a. I'm trying to think of how to word this. Getting himself into a mentally healthy state. I mean, he's been having problems with it for years. That's why
1: he left slash got kicked out slash quit in flames or whatever that drama was. Mm -hmm. Which sounds like this is like a carbon copy of the exact same thing. Yep. Uh, He said, I went went to hell and back last year. I totally admit, though, I'm an alcoholic and the band suffered a lot for that. But stuff happened during that time that changed my mind about a lot and uh, the direction I personally wanted to go. I wanted to go in an all-metal, hardcore... I don't know. He's not... He's not an original English speaker. I apparently am. Uh, I wanted to go in an all-metal hardcore direction, but hell, I made scars, a proof that I was back and not a drunk in the gutter. I think all in the band can agree we kind of stood in a limbo, and it was a lot of frustration. Uh, It's another one of those cases where it sounded like he found out on Facebook that he wasn't in the band anymore. Oh, that sucks. So, yeah. I don't know if the title, Jesper Stromblad Quits the Resistance, is necessarily correct, but...
0: He is not in the resistance.
1: But, I mean, he said, big big respect for all the members in the
0: band. Good luck in future endeavors. All That's right. right. Um, a dude that uh, we have uh, followed on on Metal Shop, he's actually been up on Metal Shop before when he was in Alpha and Omega, uh, the singer of Rotting Out, was arrested Ugh, this week for this trafficking drugs. Walter Delgado, he, in recent months after Rotting Out, is, I follow him on Instagram, right, and he is huge now. He's a power lifter, and he is enormous. He was always a big dude. Yeah, but he's gotten way bigger, like doing comp- competitive powerlifting. lifting. Um, but he was a straight edge dude, and surprisingly, he was caught with 70 pounds of marijuana, <laughs> 1,000 hash oil jars, and uh, according to police in, in uh, Ohio State Highway Patrol... In Ohio is where it happens, man. It was three hundred and fifty thousand dollars street value worth of marijuana. They also re seized roughly seven thousand five hundred dollars in cash. Um, he was caught in a tour van, and they had amps that were hollowed out to reveal a bing bunch of weed <laughs> and dabs stuff. Oh, dude. dab stuff? No, it was a uh, it was. F-ing I don't know. if that's... oil.
1: Okay, so I just did the math. They're placing the value on each pound at like five thousand dollars. Which at seventy pounds eh, will round up, right? That's not even close. No. to being. It's probably more like a hundred thousand, but that's still a lot of money, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh the thing about Columbus, Ohio is that like that is the hub for uh, cross country drug smuggling. Like that is the city. Columbus, Ohio. I've heard it several times. That's always where they just sit on the fing highway and pull over anybody that's in a van, anybody that looks suspicious in a truck, and they don't they don't even start fu- they're like get out of the van, we're searching it. Uh, and so yeah. yeah, like that's I don't know. So I wonder if they were leaving if they made it all the way from California to Columbus just to get <sighs> bopped in like right outside the city or if they were leaving Columbus to head back to California, which doesn't necessarily make any sense cuz you know the west coast is like you know they got They that got, weed got a on lot of weed. Coast. Yeah. So you usually take it to the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Or to the East Coast, mm-hmm.
0: so the guy. So if you're he trying was, to traffic drugs, traffic it close to that area and then drop it off. So yeah, <laughs> like he, well, do it, not go through Madison County. It
1: was him and a dude from Cleveland. So I wonder if somebody just and snitched him out. Sucks. sucks. It sucks because he's f-ed on both ends from the police. And from the people that gave him all the weed that he was supposed to deliver or whatever. Yep. I'd be
0: more scared of that than I'd be more scared of the police. Seeing that they're all second degree felonies, <laughs> Ian, if you were to guess, how long do you think he's either going to be in prison or how much he's going to <clears throat> It depends facing? on how many counts they have.
1: Uh, it's said that they were being charged with uh, trafficking marijuana, possession, and possession of criminal tools.
0: So like scales.
1: Mm, <laughs> yeah, probably. Or maybe, yeah. I don't know. I don't even know what that means, but all of them are second-degree felonies. That's three charges just off the top. Uh, Ten years. <sighs> At least. In the Midwest? Dude, it's cut. It's brutal out there. They'll ship your ass up. Especially if you're brown, like Walter is. He's f- And I hate to say that, but it's just the truth. Yep. Especially in the Midwest. Walter's a great guy. I remember for a f- In fact, remember when we were doing Dead Air and they mailed us cassette tapes yep, unsolicited and they wrote us a note and they were like hey thank you for playing our band on your radio show so before, badass before we even were and we, like we still aren't but the fact that they were like thank you for doing that like these are legit dudes and I feel super bad for them and I've been seeing a lot of trash talk about it all and I mean obviously the real the joke is like dude was in minority unit dude was in rotting out straight edge guy straight edge band ho ho edge break jokes left and right I get it but it's not fucking funny because he's gonna go to jail probably for a long time. And
3: he's a good dude that that doesn't. I mean, because there's no getting out of that. Like yeah. I, I'm looking at the photo right here. Like, yeah, it's right there.
1: It's in the amps. You can't just be like, I don't. Where'd that come from? Oh, I bought it at Guitar Center like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I don't think that's gonna work, dude. Ain't gonna work, bro. Uh, and they
1: had 7,500 bucks in cash. So it's pretty obvious. Like who rolls with 7,500 bucks in cash? I wish I could. Not not a f-ing working dude in a hardcore band. I'll tell you that much. Oh, that was all our merch money. Although that probably was merch money for like rotting out, like last show, seventy five hundred bucks. So yeah, that's it, man. Second degree felonies. Wish him luck. So I saw somebody started a GoFundMe page for him, uh, and it was canceled like four hours later. It's
0: kind of damn. a bad look too. Yeah, that's bad for him.
1: But dude, for real, like Walter. Good luck, bro. Good luck, bro. That could be anyone, really, honestly. And it just kind of goes to show like, how god-awfully dumb the war on drugs is and how like this honestly wouldn't ever hurt anybody. Like, We have a real problem with some really seriously nasty shit that's being prescribed legally through our governmental system, and all the drug companies are making billions literally off of it, and we got to send Walter to prison because he wanted to take some good weed out to the... Midwest, which needed
0: imagine though had he like landed that sale. He probably would have been set and Also, if he would have been caught in like Washington state. What would the fucking film? What would the fine it would be have there? been a lot
1: less? He still would have gone up because it's like it's a trafficking charge like cuz I'm looking it's all for pa- like pre-packaged up and stuff sure clearly like they were gonna go get rid of it somewhere <laughs> It's just a ballsy move dude. It's for and, me trying to that smoke step. it all. Yeah, this is my stash for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, I don't think that's going to work.
3: Bro, I've been straight edge for so long. I got a lot of time to make up for. I need to smoke some hard weed. You <laughs> mean that hard weed! So,
1: uh, you if you are listening to this and you were in Washington, you better thank your lucky f***ing weed
0: stars that we have a pretty liberal uh, policy on the greenery. Also, if you're listening to this and you're close to a bong or a joint... <laughs> Go on YouTube. Look for a rotting oh out. Look at a rotting out song, and take a big ass bong rip for Walter.
1: You're never gonna make it with your positive views.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> all right. You're, you alright, buddy. No, I don't know. No man,
1: You're still free men. <laughs> Dude. All right, it's uh, time here on Metal Shop's backstage pass. To conclude on the worst possible note we can ever even think of, uh, Metal Shop's Brutal Poetry. Too hot for radio. This week, Kevin has unearthed a true gem. This band is called Chainsaw (laughs) off their record Fifty Shades of (laughs) This song is called (laughs) with rusty heroin needles. (laughs) Kevin, take it away. Liam went to
0: Glasgow for the Justin Bieber show. <laughs> Leaving the show after two hours, down a back alley, he did go. Surrounded by filthy Glaswegian scallys, doped up to their eyeballs, rusty needles in their hands, he was to unwillingly heed their erotic balls. <coughs> Forcibly penetrated with the dirty needles heroin jabs in his j's <laughs> eye and oh, dude <laughs> Carry on Writhing in Pain is the r <laughs> bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me start again. Writhing in pain is the ring <laughs> <laughs> Bleeding violated by force Keep it together, man. Screams of agony replaced by screams of pleasure, needles now covered in bloody God
1: damn. It. <laughs> we're fired. We're gonna get fired.
0: The were shocked as they heard Liam say Remember guys, it's not if you enjoy it.
1: Uh, I need some counselling.
0: That's the first time I've ever said
1: <laughs> Brian, you need to censor the out of that. Please. Uh, Pretty much just one long bleep. <laughs>
2: the whole thing's anyway, gonna be one
1: long bleep. There was chainsaw with, with rusty heroin needles.
0: All uh, 50 shades of <laughs> We hope you can guys... I re- can I do another one? Can no. I, can I read another no, one? Come on, it's no. really quick. It's, it's quick! fine my p- is a chainsaw shove it in your p- for your inside shredding aren't we having fun my p- is a chainsaw shove it in your p- for your inside shredding aren't we having fun that was p- chainsaw by p- chainsaw <laughs> can i do another one no <laughs> it's All called right. metal is p- trying to keep our
1: job we need to keep our job metal uh, is, p- hey, right, Kevin, is p- you <laughs> shut up <laughs> you go have fun down at wrestlemania next week you're like i don't <laughs> give a p-. i'm out of here
0: I can say whatever I want! Metal is Long hair is Studs are Leather is Uh, Bloodstock is Seth Putnam was
1: You, I'm gonna bitch slap the (laughs) All right, anyway. uh, Hopefully you all know that this is all tongue-in-cheek. Actually, no, we seriously mean every single thing we say. Enjoy Brutal Poetry, Too Hot for Radio. See you guys again next week. This is Metal Shops Backstage Pass! Peace!